John. It's John, yeah. Hello, John. I'm calling up about a computer game-based podcast. <laughs> Who am I speaking to? It's Eggsy. It's great to talk to you, Eggsy. That's all right. No worries, man. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to miss you or not. I'm not very good with this uh, technology stuff, so I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was going to... I'm doing it off my iPhone rather than my computer as well, so uh, it's, it's all the new... It's all just cutting-edge technology for me, this, you know? Ah, cool. No, I, I prefer doing it on my iPhone as well, but I've got to do it on the PC so I can record it. Of course, yeah. yeah. Are you all rigged up, or do you have to do something? How how do you record your Skype calls? I've got a program installed. Um, it's called Simple IMCVR or something. It's, oh. uh, it's it's actually already recording, by the way. But okay, yeah, that's cool. It's not live or anything, so I can edit it later and all that stuff. Do you have to pay for that, or is it just like a free? It's free. Yeah, that's well, cool. But I'm a bit nervous about it because um, I don't know if it's why these kind of things that maybe only gives you 10 minutes and then it cuts out, I don't know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I, I did one with someone else recently and they had yeah. some something like that. So well, even if it does, yeah. we'll just do it, you know, just call me back and start running it again or something, I guess. Yeah. I did you do know. it. I've, I've done it SV once. To, to be honest, it usually goes out live um, on a network thing. Okay. Uh, but I, I do have sometimes pre-recorded, and I've done it like this once, um, and it, I've done it for an hour, and it ran okay. So cool. Uh, but sometimes you use um, Google Hangouts as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, Google Hangouts, as far as I know, is is a word I see on the computer, but I've got no idea what it is. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just like a it's just like a Google version of Sky, basically. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's just all they're all just gathering the information and then they'll just they'll come and get you in the middle of the night that's what i reckon yeah. you know whoever yeah. they are have you had this thing about the new facebook app that um i've heard it, something i don't know there's some weird thing about the messenger if you install this new messenger they're forcing everyone to install it it somehow turns on the mic and can listen to things going on around you it's, it's weird it's really oh, weird is that what that is because i've just installed that messenger it forced me to do it yeah, it forced me to do it as well, and I noticed, I read something about it, and it, what it does apparently is every time you use it, uh, it can it can hear through your mic, because then they can pick up on social trends, and it's like, yeah, but they could probably just, it's just weird, it's too weird, you know, so I found some, uh, there was, is it the Three Degrees website, there's one of these uh, websites that is getting a petition together, everybody around the world is signing it to send off to Facebook and say this is basically illegal what you're doing you know so yeah. have a look round for that because uh, they will come and get you in the middle of the night <laughs> totally. come and get, uh, Tony Facebook and his army of murderers <laughs> they'll come and cut you up I don't know if I always believe in all these things that you hear but I, mean, I believe it could be genuine but you hear things like uh, do you know WhatsApp I've heard of WhatsApp, yeah. So somebody um, sent us a out saying WhatsApp is now going to charge you for, because it's free, they're going yeah. to start charging you, otherwise you would lose your account, but that was a load of rubbish, so. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit out there, so you don't really know what's what, or what's, what's, uh, 
what's real, you know. But uh, I, I mean, it's just harvesting information to sell to, to companies, basically. And then you get a lot of shit adverts sent to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just really annoying. It's really annoying. But I haven't. I've never done any real proper crimes, so I'm not too worried <laughs> about anything happening to me just yet. You know. So uh, I don't think I've done any proper crimes either. I stole a. Um, uh, what did I steal? A. Uh, oh, it's like a peanut. Star bar, you know star bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a star bar from the service station. Uh, that was pretty. That's pretty damning. That, that <laughs> you know what I mean. But, uh, oh, I, I did. I'm a, a kind of Scotland's dumbest criminal. Um, when I was 15, I stole some golf clubs um, nice. from the local pitching pot, forgetting that the lady that ran the pitching pot was one of my dad's friends. Classic. So when I, when I didn't come back with the clubs, <laughs> uh, obviously I get into trouble. That's amazing. That's yeah. a good one. That is a very good one. Oh, classic. Yeah. Oh, stealing stuff. What fun. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so is it is it yourself that runs the Facebook page? Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah, all the others I've given them this sort of admin power, but they're all they're just too fucking lazy. And oh, where have we got a gig? When have we got a gig? How did you make the internet work? How did this work? And it's like, oh, for Christ's sake. But it's more or less, I've just actually posted a, another date for another gig up there now in the past sort of five minutes or so. We just confirmed another one, which is cool. I've seen it, yes. Um, I hope you've gone up to uh, Scotland. Yeah, I reckon, because at the moment we're doing these summer dates, and, and the last time we, we came to Scotland, we did Glasgow in, I think it was October, November time. And then I think we should have another tour coming round about October, November time again this year. So then we should... I mean, we always love to get up to Scotland because it's, it's... Have you been to one of our gigs before? I've been, Ed, I've, I've been to two of your gigs. Um, oh. I was, I've been to... I went to the one at the ABC. Yeah, okay. Um, and then that was the one, not one after Maggot was on Big Brother. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and I was... Uh, well, I was booked. No, not booked. I was... Um, I had tickets to go and see you in December. Or the same, I think it was the same, the same year, the year after, in the garage. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but I turned up at 9 o'clock, which is what I usually do for gigs, because that's usually when they start. Yeah. And, uh, I got there, and the guys, uh, they're just coming off stage, pal. <laughs> I'm oh, like, no! And um, your pal, P. Zane, came out the... the he was still playing. He must have finished uh, his part earlier or whatever, but he came out the door. This is where I'm standing there, and I was like, I can't get in, man. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's totally unsafe, man. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I mean, after the venue, sometimes... I know what you mean, 9 o'clock is kind of like a a decent time to go on, but sometimes you do get venues that put you on earlier. They tend to have, like, club nights and stuff afterwards, yeah. you know, and if they do that, yeah, it does kind of throw people a bit, but um, I'll, I'll tell them off next time I go up there. And they'll <laughs> make sure. Whereabouts are you in Scotland? Whereabouts are you? I'm in a little town called Blantyre. Okay, and where's that in conjunction? It's, to... it's kind of nine miles from Glasgow. All right, okay. It's kind of Lanarkshire. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but Glasgow's fun. Yeah, I went to see you uh, again. I think the last time I seen you was in Kintuck's. Well, Kintuck's is, yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, that is really good fun. That yeah. was a top gig. I actually enjoyed that one more than the ABC one, you know, because it's more kind of yeah intimate sort of thing. I like I like yeah. those gigs like that where you're just all smashed into a room and it's just chaos, you know. So <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, I'll definitely come and see you the next time you play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll keep in contact with the old uh, Facebook page because that's, yeah. that's got all the updates and stuff because we should do another album again. This we've, we've more or less finished recording it, so it should be uh, coming out later this year. And there should be some other stuff as well, but I'm, 
I'm just waiting on that. So, but but there will be again another dose of music this year. Brilliant. Because your last album was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, Kings of Clean, which was uh, yeah last year. So we toured that, and uh, that was good fun. Do all the classics for the people. It's ten years, you know, so that's a long time. So uh, yes, yeah, I've also my first album I got yours was um, the Greatest Hits album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought, which I thought was just uh, like, I, I thought you were just like being funny saying the Greatest Hits, but it obviously. Uh, when later on that you, you did have lots of previous albums locally yeah yeah I mean that's it because we'd done loads and then when we got signed to Atlantic we were like well we, we they are the greatest hits because they, they were all the tunes that everybody knew before we, we got signed or anyone had taken any notice of us you know yeah. so that's why we call it greatest hits and also it's a great name for your first album when you're signed to a major label you know it's so. great. that's why I thought you did it because <laughs> yeah. you're just going to make a statement or something yeah well definitely it was it was just like we've, we had to call it greatest hits we're like well it, it is we've just got to call it greatest hits man you know so I think it still confuses a lot of people they're like so greatest great how does that work you just like just just enjoy it just enjoy it you know? yeah and they do right I, so this um I just thought I would ask you um because you you use a lot of kind of references to games and well you use some references to games in your uh, lyrics yeah and in particular, uh, on your mixtape, you'll get San Andreas playing in the background. Yeah, have you heard, there's a tune called I Blame It on Computer Games we did as well. I think I have heard it, yeah. I think yeah. that's on uh, Blue Waffle, one of the albums. I think it's yeah. on Blue Waffle. But yeah, yeah, there is, there is a, a gaming, a gaming uh, vibe. Adam's really into his games. Yeah. Graham was really into his games and he went mad and he got all the cheats to Grand Theft Auto and sellotaped me to the side of the wall where he sat for about six months. But then all he actually did was like press a cheat to get a helicopter and then and then just fly it into a wall and then just shoot the body of a dead woman for like four hours on repeat. <laughs> it was really weird. I think he was having a breakdown at the time looking back on it. It was really weird. But um a, a lot we all lost a big chunk of our lives to um to San Andreas. Yeah. Um and, and I, I actually had to unplug my PlayStation two and just just put it aside because it, it just I lost so much of my life to it. And Adam's got PlayStation. Is it three? Is the latest one nowadays? Four, the four's out now as well. When did four come out? December. I think he's got three. I think yeah. he's got PlayStation three, and um, like he's really into that. Um, and he's got this kind of approach of just buy a game that involves holding down the fire button and walking forwards, and then swearing a lot of the television. But uh, <laughs> my my gaming is. Uh, it kind of officially cut off when I killed the PlayStation 2. So I'm, I'm all real. Like, if we're going to talk about games today, it's all really old stuff, like really the specs from 48K and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, right. this, is, this is perfect because um, obviously I've not really filled in. And I was going to give you an idea, but basically this is a retro games thing. So it's, okay. So I have people on and I ask them to pick. It's basically a, a complete rip-off of Desert Island Discs. Yeah, but only, we, only for retro games. <laughs> yeah, Desert Island floppy disk. Yes, floppy disk. So, um, so I asked people usually to pick eight games they would take on an island sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you still get to pick your book and your luxury item. Yeah, or, like the Desert Island discs. That's <laughs> cool. That sounds yeah. like a plan. That sounds like a plan. Yeah.
Hello, welcome to Desert Island Games, the safest retro games podcast on the net. You know that. I have with me an extra special guest tonight, and I'm so excited I could crush a grape. It's only Eggsy from Record and Chain. Hello, Eggsy. Hey! Hello! Do you like that bit there where I went, hey! That was good, hey, that. Yeah. Um, hello, how's it going? It's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on this humble podcast. That's all right. It's, uh, it's always fun. Big fan of the podcast. I do uh, a podcast myself called uh, Two Men, One Pub with a mate of mine, a guy called Mike Bubbins, who's a, a comedian. And, uh, we're, we're, but between us, we can only get it on um, Mixed Crate. I've got no idea how to get it onto iTunes. I don't know how to do that. It's, well, it's lovely. I, could, I could help you with that. Okay. Is it, is it, why, why, I can do other things. I can upload music to like Mixed Cloud and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but I can't seem to upload podcasts to iTunes, it's just ridiculous. I don't know how to do it, so you have to. Maybe you'll have to tell me how to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just, that's just kind of why I I thought I would take a chance and ask you because I know I know that you like the podcasts and I know GLC do the podcasts. Yeah, and I know obviously from your Facebook and stuff that you like to do the podcasts. So yeah, and then I thought you know they like retro games, so I, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask the GLC to come on to the Alien Games and. Uh, Thanks for accepting the invitation. Yeah, that's no problem, man. It's easy enough to do, you know. Just press a button and and say some words. So uh, I've I've done that before. I've done that before. It's good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so I could, you know what? I could have no clothes on now, and I'd still be doing this, and you'd have no idea. I have. Yeah. I have actually got clothes on, so it's okay. But uh, you know, I could just take off all my clothes. It's that easy. I could get naked while I'm doing it, and it'd be fine. <laughs> well, sometimes we do that. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, yeah. as, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, do what you like. That's what I say. You could put you could push a pen up your bottom and write the entire alphabet whilst doing this. And as long as no one else is getting hurt, then fantastic, go for it. I don't know if you'd want to do that, but uh, it's just an option. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to see me doing that. I don't. Think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd want to see anyone doing it really. But uh, you know, you never know. There may be someone out there right now who is doing that. Well, we we do. Uh... Some of our nerdy, geeky friends on the Retro on One network that we do, um, they do a podcast on a Friday, and um, one time this guy did do it naked. <laughs> <laughs> did he have the webcam on as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's taking it to the next level. Oh, uh, yeah. you, you start charging for that. You start charging like a quid a time, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, we've we only seen the top half. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's all you need to see. That's yeah. all you need to see. If he, if he was like... You know, pulling his bottom apart and stuff like that. I, I just wouldn't want to get interested. It wouldn't be my thing. You know. No, Not, I think I think we, we, we would have kept him off of it. Yeah. Fine yeah. yeah. <laughs> though. Again, but if he wants to do that with close friends, then get in there. That's all I say. So this is basically it's like a Desert Island Discs. Um, so you get to pick eight retro games you take on a Desert Island. Yeah. I don't know if you've. Probably not giving it that much thought, seeing as I just told you what the concept is five minutes ago, but um, I'm sure you might have some games in the back of your head. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of um, modern gaming I don't really do. I gave up my PlayStation 2 because I just couldn't stop playing it. Um, so I originally come from the school of the Spectrum 48K. That's, that's where it pretty much began for me. You know, that was, that was the most intense part. So when we when we do it, do you do like do you go like number one, and then I tell you, or do we just? I'll just say I'll just say, what would you like to be your first choice? Okay, and I'll go. I'm just taking my trousers off now, and my first game is, and then I'll tell. 
I do not. Right. <laughs> uh, right, we, we did chat briefly before I started doing the official This Is Desert Island Games, but um, if you could tell our audience, who, many of who are GLC fans, of course, yeah. what's coming up with the GLC and EXE? Uh, we summer festivals. Um, I've got my computer in front of me, actually. If you do the old Facebook, I think it's Goldie Looking Shame, brackets GLC, and Twitter is at the GLC. I think my Twitter is at ExeGLC. And I'm just looking at dates. We've got a couple of dates coming up over the summer, I think. Lancashire, Derbyshire, Leicester. One not far from where we are in Newport now in a place called Usk, and somewhere else in Essex coming up, doing shows with Days of Light. I think we've got a show with Dana Soul coming up, which will be fun. Oh, cool. Um, one of the guys from... Uh, God, what's it called? I can't remember. I can't, nothing works in my mind now. Uh, but basically, yeah, we've got some festivals coming up, and then we are, we've just finished recording another record off of the hotly tipped success of last year's Kings of Killian album, which went to number one in no countries. And um, we are um, going to... We've, we're finishing up new stuff, a new album, and some other other things that I won't quite unleash on you yet. But um, that is coming up later this year. So hopefully there should be another tour around about October, November time, and hopefully be coming back to Scotland and all the other places in in the country that, that uh, we don't uh, normally get to go to unless we're doing gigs, you know. So um, stay in touch and uh, and come and see us live sometime because it's good. Yeah, we've got a couple of. Welsh people in the group um, who have been on this show before as well, so I'm sure they're probably big fans as well, I'm sure they are. Get them in. Get them yes. in. Get them in. Yes. <laughs> so, you're not the first Welsh person to, to be on the show. How many How many more uh, other ones have you had? Two. <laughs> good, good, I'm the third. Yes. Three, once, twice, three times a lady. I'll take <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. You know? it sounds so, good. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. So, I was going to ask you something, Corny, but I'm going to go for it. Are you still a robot? <laughs> At the moment, no, but I have got a massive obsession with robots. I've also got a massive obsession with post-apocalyptic wars and post-apocalyptic movies. And there's one called uh, New Barbarians that I watched last night that is about, check this out, it's about a homosexual sort of cyberpunk gang who after nuclear war have decided that nobody deserves to live anymore so it's their duty to kill everybody and uh, it's fucking insane it's absolutely brilliant it's from 1983 and it's because a, a lot of these post-apocalyptic films I'm, I'm sorry I can't even say it a lot of these post-apocalyptic a lot of these films about the end of the world right um, a lot of people look at them like Mad Max and Mad Max 2 and they go well the thing with these bad guys they all look a bit gay but no one ever mentions them being gay. In this film, they're blatantly gay, and they're just like, yes, we're gay, we're going to smash you all up. And uh, I think that's pretty... For 1983, that's pretty cutting edge. You know what I mean? So, uh, and it's a great film. It is absolutely insane. There's a guy with a bow and arrow that blows people up. There's loads of exploding heads. There's sort of beach buggies driving through quarries. Um, just people like... It's just brilliant, you know? So, I mean, that, that is better than being a robot in my eyes, and being a robot is pretty good. So, you know... Yeah. There you go. It's pretty damn good. And you get to make off to BBC Micros when you're a robot as well. So, and talking of which, the BBC Micro takes me on to my first favourite game. Yes, Look at that. what is it? What a wonderful link. <laughs> what a wonderful link there. Funny enough, 1983, the same year that uh, New Barbarians was created, the only access I had to a computer was a BBC Micro, which we had in school. 
And did you do you remember the BBC Micro? Yeah, we had one in school. I, th- I think I first seen one in primary seven, which probably would have been about eighty three, eighty four as well. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it was it was a pretty basic computer. I don't really know why we had it, but every school had one just in the corner of the room. And there was a game called Granny's Garden. Um, have you got any memories of Granny's Garden at all? I don't have any memories of that game, I'm afraid. I, I, there was one with, with a cat and a mouse, I seem to recall. Yeah, the one with a cat and a mouse, I think the idea was a letter or a word would come up on the screen and you had to type it before the mouse got killed by the cat. That's right, yeah. If my mind says, yeah. so that's, that's like a really early one. Yeah. Uh, and Granny's Garden was like, it was mind-blowing. It was really, really good. I've literally just typed up the Wikipedia page for it here in front of me. And this, this is basically what it says. Uh, created by a guy called Mike Matson mm-hmm. for a company called Formation. The game takes place in the Kingdom of the Mountains. The aim is to find the six missing children of the King and Queen. Uh, the kids are called Esther, Tom, Claire, Annika, Jessica and Daniel, whilst avoiding the evil witch by way of a few logic puzzles and some that are less logical. The game was loved by many of the children who played it, including myself, as evidenced by nostalgic comments on the YouTube clips of the game. Uh, so, you know, that, that says it all pretty much. It was awesome. It's a really distant memory. It's, it's not since the internet came about that I could prove that this game existed. Um, <laughs> But it would, it would literally be like some blocky graphics on the screen. All of us would sit round. Basically, right, if the teacher wanted to sack the day off. Oh, we're having, um, oh, yeah, we're going to have Granny's Garden now, guys. This is the computer <laughs> lesson. So uh, everyone just sit around the computer and they turn it on. And uh, you get these blocky graphics come up. And it would say something like, you are in a forest. There is a sandwich in front of you. Do you want to eat the sandwich or go north? And then you'd have to be, you know, between us, be like, oh, go north. So eat the sandwich, and we'd all decide, oh, go on, go north. Then you'd press N for north and enter, and it would go onto another screen. It went on like that, so on, you know. Um, if you go onto YouTube, you can see clips of this game. It might not be as good as I remember it now, but it was, it was amazing. It was really, really good. Every now and then the computer would go boop, and it had amazing theme tune music. I think it was... It was maybe something from Peter and the Wolf or a famous piece of classical music uh, as the theme tune, if my mind serves me correctly. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was awesome. And that was kind of the first introduction to a computer game. It was just mind-blowing, Granny's Garden. If anybody has a way of creating it and turning it into an iPhone app, I will, I will spend at least 79 pence buying it. Yeah, it's, it's got to be worth 79 pence of anybody's money. Exactly, exactly. And we nearly finished the game. Because you have to obviously find six kids. And I know we, we found at least one, maybe two. I've got a feeling we found five. And we were so close to finding the sixth kid. Um, but term finished. And we never went back. I think I left school then. We never went back. And uh, I never got to finish the game. So I'll never know what happened. And I don't know if Granny died of old age. Uh, if she saved the kids. If the kids cared. You know, maybe the kids were having a sex and drugs orgy around the back of the computer. I don't know. Who knows? But it was a great game. It was a fantastic game. You should, so, you should hey, look it up on YouTube. The, the ending might be on YouTube. Yeah, I just literally, as we've been saying yeah. this, like little uh, thumbnails have come up of YouTube videos of bits of granite. I think someone's done that thing where they've played the entire game and just filmed it and, and put it all on YouTube. So you don't even have to play it now. You can just watch it, which kind of takes the fun out of it a bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, oh well. It, sounds, it does sound awesome. I, I do like Can I Adventure? text adventure games anyway so that's one of my favourite genres so I don't know why this one passed me by it was, it? 
It was massive. It was absolutely massive. It must have been like one of the free games given away with the computer, you know, because it was it was massive. It was great. It was really really good. Also, my school just get the one game, the cat and mouse one. Cat and mouse game, classic, yeah. classic. <laughs> I didn't like it because uh, I've never liked it. It was secretly being educational, and I didn't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, sneaky. Ooh, yeah. learn about numbers, learn about words in a fun way. It was like, yeah, whatever, mate. You know, it's just like, you know, I want to draw a picture of a dick on the blackboard and then go break something out the back. That's what I want to go and do. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, good times. Excellent choice. Exit. Brilliant. Um, and a very little known one, obviously, but you knew it existed. Yeah, it does exist. If you go online, you will find, you will find uh, evidence of it. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. It's uh, it's an amazing game. <laughs> so do you have a second game in mind then? Yeah, now these these really are taking it right right back. We got a special 48k when we were kids one Christmas, and um, there was this amazing game called Scuba Dive. Uh, I'm glad I've got I've got a computer in front of me at the moment, so I can I can click up info about this. God, it all comes flooding back now. I can see the loading screen on here. It's a brilliant game. Um, have you got any recollection of Scuba Dive at all? Have you ever heard of this game at all? I've not, unfortunately. That, this happens this, a lot. <laughs> this, is, this is what I like, though, because nobody else in the world has, uh-huh. has played these games. Scuba Dive, really basic premise. Again, 1983. Little pink boat on a black sea. For some reason, the sea was black and the sky was blue behind it. Little diver jumps off of the boat and then has to dive down through a coral reef and collect pearls out of these tiny little... Um, little uh, mollusks that are, you know, living on the uh, coral reef yeah. and uh, these tiny little oysters, you know. And you had, like, limited oxygen, so you, you could only stay down for a certain time then had to come back up and, uh, and breathe in, you know, retop your oxygen then go back under again. And the, the deeper you went, the more creatures there were. So the sort of uh, the shallower levels were li- these little jellyfish. Yeah. And the animation was pretty good considering it was, it was you know, so many years ago. Uh, the deep down you went, it became more like a maze as you, you know, dive through these uh, little coral reefs. Then you got octopus or octopi, and then you got uh, sharks and stuff. You had to avoid all of them. And in my mind, it was like I was recreating an actual underwater dive, and it was the most amazing thing. And I, the graphics were mind blowing. I, I would literally try and hold my breath whilst the character was underwater. It was. <laughs> It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm just looking on online here now. It, uh, the original price was five pound fifty. Yeah. Came back came back out as a budget price of two pound ninety nine. And uh, by the looks of it, I've just found a load of download and play links. So you get the zip file of it. I don't know how that works. I'm not very good with emulators. I guess it's a Spectrum emulator or something. Yeah, you, you can actually get uh, Spectrum emulator on your iPhone. Really? Yeah, I think it. Um, you do get. I think it's free. And you get a couple of free games, but you need to pay so much money. I don't know what the price is, but you need to pay some money to get to unlock all the games. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice touch. Um, but Scuba Dive, Scuba Dive was, it was just brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Again, it, it might seem a little bit crap now. But saying that, I mean, the level of games that you get on um, iPhones now, you get some really advanced games, but you, the really basic ones are still really popular. Yeah. You know, like Fluffy Bird or whatever. And this wouldn't, if it came out as an iPhone game, I'm sure people would enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool game. And it has some good-looking little under, undersea creatures in it, underwater creatures in it. Great little diving man. You know, what more could you ask for? 
Yeah, maybe it'll get remade. A lot of games are getting remade, so maybe somebody will get around to it. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. God, there were some amazing games. Uh, that was that was so that'll be. Are we going from eight to one or one to eight on this? It's it's well usually it's in no particular order, but if you want to do it in a particular order, then that's that's your call. I have I have no major order, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know there were so many great games. We by pure coincidence, I knew a guy right. He was a student. And he, he studied in Wales, right? And he had to rent a room. So he rented a room off my parents, right? They used to let, let rooms out to students. This guy went on to become a graphic designer at Crash and Zap magazine, which were the big Spectrum and Commodore magazines in the yeah. 80s. Mm-hmm. And he stayed in touch with the family after he moved on and got a job and used to send bags of computer, dick, computer games down uh, for free. But because they come from the office, there would be no instructions with them. So you just have these tapes and you just put them in. And it'd be like sometimes you would know how to play the game because mm-hmm. some games did have on-screen instructions. Other games you were just like, don't get it. I just, and you just, you just press buttons and nothing would happen, you know. Yeah. And because of that, I got to experiment with loads of crazy games. And then other games I would um, spend loads and loads of money on. You know, you'd save up all your money for like a £10 game, you know. Yeah. The big one, Commando. Do you remember Commando? Commando, yeah. Commando mm-hmm. was awesome it was just one man against the whole army and, and like, you could play it in the arcade as well yeah that's right yeah I remember and the arcade was really good and I saved up a shed load of money to go and buy Commando and it was the most amazing I used to love Commando and I had the Spectrum 48k with the rubber keys so you'd kind of give yourself arthritis as you were stretching your fingers out over yeah. the uh, over the keys perfect example right uh, summer really nice day hot weather, uh, go upstairs to my bedroom, close the curtains, uh, open the window to allow airflow in, mm. load commando, then get a load of vegetable cup of soup and a load of white bread, toasted white bread with butter on it, and just eat that all day whilst playing the game. And if it got really hot in the room, I would uh, put a cushion across the windowsill. And if you can imagine this, my legs would hang out of the window whilst I lay across the desk <laughs> the computer was on and play the game whilst eating cup of soup and eating toast. Uh, it was brilliant, best summer of my life, until uh, someone walking past knocked the door because they thought it was a suicide attempt from a child going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, my parents came and said, what are you doing? You're trying to kill yourself. I was like, no, I'm just uh, playing commando with my legs hanging out the window. <laughs> as you do. Uh, yeah, as you do. Yeah. And um, that, was, that was pretty damn good. But commando was amazing because it just went on and on and on. You get to the end of a level and there'd be like two little red doors or whatever and a load of soldiers would come out and you'd just blam a load of grenades at them blow them all up and it's where I learned to master the art of swearing uh, playing the commando games it was just intense you know um, anything where you could hold down the fire button and just spray bullets at people was good yeah. um, that was amazing actually and I, I lent a uh, joystick off of me. I always wanted a joystick and never got one I think it was the Kempston 126 or something the cheetah or it, it, I vaguely remember the name you had to plug an interface into the back of the Spectrum, mm-hmm. then the joystick into the interface, and the joystick would work. And the joystick I lent on my mate had an auto-fire button, so yeah, you yeah. didn't even have to hold down fire. It just did it for you. And it was amazing. That was amazing. So uh, that's got to be up there with the classics. Commando was amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we'll never see the lights of those days again. No. Glory days. It's all bloody... Uh, what's that thing called now where kids put on headsets and swear at each other around the world? 
uh, World of Warcraft. Or, oh, yeah, World of Warcraft. I've never, I've never played it, thankfully. No, and then there's that other thing where you just, they just recreate famous wars. It's not World of Warcraft. Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I'm sure it's good fun, but I just, I just can't be bothered. Oh, it's, you know, it's just one man in a room against yeah. a 48K computer is much more challenging as far as I'm concerned, you know. Otherwise, it's some kids swearing at you in Spanish and then just shooting you every time you respawn or whatever they call it, you know, which is uh, yeah. not really my cup of tea, that. Well, I'm sure if, I, if, if someone locked me in a room for 12 hours with it, I'd give it a good go, so. Yeah, I, I don't like playing online because, um, well, mainly because I'm crap at games. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been playing the, the latest Grand Theft Auto game online. Yeah, what's it like online? Grand Theft Auto 5. It's, oh, it's great, but the only problem is um, people will just... I'd, I'm just trying to go about my own business, doing my own thing, and people just come up and shoot you in the face for yeah, no reason. Yeah. Like, that's annoying. But, yeah. You, know, you can put this thing, in, you can put this thing on, on code passive mode so you can't get killed. Right. But, but you can still run you over in a car. Right, okay. So, so even that doesn't make you safe. Kind of spoils it. Kind yeah. of spoils it, you know. Definitely. But uh, yeah, stick with the spectrum, man. Um, I've got a few other stairs. What, what was that? Was that the third game? That was three, yeah. That was three. Fourth, I was thinking about this. Outside of the, the home computer, very big in the 80s was the small handheld unit, like the Pac-Man, you know, the handheld portable Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the original Nintendo flip-top uh, Donkey Kong game. Yeah. Remember that? That was up there. I really wanted that because it just had this lovely sort of aluminium finish with Donkey Kong written on it and like brown plastic case. And you could snap it open and play Donkey Kong wherever you were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was, and it made those lovely little noises. And you'd have like a, two little buttons, game A or game B. You'd have like an easy version or a harder version. And, um, and, and that little classic Nintendo cross pad, you know, the thumb pad? Yeah. They had that built into it. And that was, that was good. Your mate always had one, but the batteries were going in. You had to hold it at an angle to see, <laughs> if, you know, the LCD display. Yeah. That was awesome. That I'm was really good. Yeah, I'm looking at one now. Um, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Brown, brown case, is that right? Yeah, it's brown. It's a brown yeah. case. Yeah. With that kind of, uh, that silvery aluminium sort of finish um, on the top. Is yeah. that right? No, actually, this one I'm looking at is, um, I think it's a remake. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like somebody's, re you know, that way, I don't know if you've seen these kind of Atari 2600 plug-in and plays. Yeah. Do you get it? So it's that kind of thing I'm looking at. It's not yeah, the, the one I'm thinking of, 1982. And it's kind of an orangey case. This is the beautiful thing. Game and watch. Multi-screen. How cool is that? Game and watch. It's like, oh, oh yeah. I, look at it. I can play a game and I can tell the time. What time <laughs> is it? Three o'clock. What are you doing? Playing a game. That's where game and watch comes in handy. Multi-screen. Genius. Pure yeah. genius. Yeah, you know? perfect. I mean, whoever, whoever thought that up, needs to get a, a, Nobel, a Nobel Prize, I think. Brilliant. Some bloke in Japan is like, okay, so we've got the technology here. Ian can make a watch, and Terry's quite good with games. And I'm not bad at making plastic multi-screen devices. What do you reckon? Should we smash it all together and see what we come up with? Yeah, go <laughs> on. And then they come up with game and watch, multi-screen, classic, absolute classic, you know. So <laughs> it, was, it was lovely. And it, and it had this good quality weight to it. That was really nice. Those those sort of uh, it felt like a quality toy. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was like, it, although it was portable, it wouldn't really fit in your pocket. It would just pull your shorts down, and your bed end would come out in front of all your mates. You know what I mean? It's a bit too heavy to really carry around. But I remember going away on holiday. Uh, my mates 
family. He had like maybe like two sisters and two brothers. There's like four or five of them, and they all had these games. They had like the Mario Brothers game, the Donkey Kong game, the uh, the Pac-Man game, and they were just they all looked so cool. I'd love to own them now. You know, they were great. But um, that that'll be my number four. Yeah. The Donkey Kong. And basically, any of the Nintendo game and watch series. Uh, parachute was another good one. There were loads. There were so yeah. many good. Ones. You know, they were. Brilliant. They made lo- lo- lovely little beeping noises, and they had lovely little squidgy rubbery buttons on them. You know. Yeah, I had a little car one. It's kind of similar vein to that. It's a little handheld thing, but it had a little kind of gear stick thing on. You could push foot back and forward. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it had a steering wheel, a mini steering wheel, or not. Either either that or just a kind of joypad, but it definitely had a gear stick. Classic. Yeah. Classic. The um, uh, Tomitronic 3D, I've got to put them in there somewhere. Can they, is, would that be number, is that number four? Yeah, no, that would be number five. Yeah. Number four, yeah. Uh, Tomitronic 3D, never had it, right? Yeah. Always wanted Tomitronic because Tomitronic was, the kids now are talking about this Oculus Rift. Have you heard about this? I have, yeah, I've seen it. I've, well, I've, I've seen video clips of it on YouTube. Yeah, and pretty much it is just like a totally immersive 3D, you know, you can use it in a war zone to like see what's going on in a war zone or in a, a medical situation if someone's had an accident or you could play a game on it or you could use it as a, a, a tour around a p- potential house you wanted to buy. Do you know what I mean? It's got so many applications. But really they should have just drawn the line at Tomitronic 3D Shark Attack because that's, that's where it's at. Um, a load of green 3D sharks flying towards you, just going dip, 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 dip. That's amazing. That's all you need. And I desperately wanted one. And they probably cost about 30 quid. They were quite expensive. Yeah. And it was the sort of thing you'd see the advert, and adverts always made stuff look five times as good anyway. But I just remember just literally having a mini orgasm seeing the advert for Tomitronic. There was kind of a car one that looked fucking amazing. There was a shark attack one, and there was one called something like I don't know, virtual tax man, or so you had to walk around collecting tax. It wasn't as good as the others, but uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that was the one that didn't sell so well, you know. But uh, they're great, absolutely brilliant. So number four, without a doubt, is the Tobytronic. Yeah, I'm looking at the list of games that were on it. Like, uh, oh, what, what did they have on the uh, Sky Fighters? Sky Fighters, right? Yeah. Um, Thunder and Turbo. Yeah, which is the car one. Car one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all the car games. Um, Sky Attack. Right, yeah. Uh, the one you mentioned, Shark Attack. Shark Attack, yeah. Which, by the way, says also known as Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it had um, it had a great animation. I don't know if you can see a screen grab of that or, or, or if you ever get the chance to play one again. But I used to love the way the little sharks moved. It was really cool. It was uh, like... It was like actually being bitten by a shark. It wasn't, but obviously when you're like, you know, 10, it was like, this is wicked. It's like a laser shark inside a plastic bottle. And you could wear it around your neck, which was really good. The awesome. idea of just awesome. having a Tomitronic 3D and just, oh, once I finish playing, I'll just wear it around my neck and um, I'll just hang out for a bit. You know, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Pure genius. Pure there's, there's a lot of cool stuff about these days, but when you, when you think back to those days, we had a lot of cool stuff as well. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, it's still staying within the realms of those portable computer games rather than the computer ones. Yeah. Uh, kid across the road from me, uh, Caveman. Do you remember Caveman? Caveman, or the cartoon? Caveman was a little... So those, like, little handheld, like, Nintendo, you know, flip-screen games. Yeah. 
after a while, they made slightly more elaborate ones, like the Tomitronic 3D, that looked like mini arcade machines. Yeah. So Caveman had, a, like, uh, a little screen, but it was more like a little TV screen with a little control panel at the front. I'm sure if you type it in on... Uh, let me, I'll just type it in there, see if I can find it. Uh, Caveman uh, computer game. Uh, really, really good. It was, it was basically... A tabletop, so that's what they were called, tabletop uh, games, you know. Yes. Grandstand made it, and obviously they were amazing at making computer games. Yeah. They're selling one on eBay for £10. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I might get one. There's one you go for 40 quid. Jesus. Caveman was awesome, though. You had a little, um, like, left and right joystick, and you had to just run across the screen, and there was a little dinosaur on the other side of the screen, and he had a little leg in between his legs, and all you had to do... <laughs> grab the egg and then run back home. And I think he spat fire at you or he threw rocks at you or something. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was great. It, I got, I was really good at Caveman. I used to go over to my mate's house and play Caveman all the time. And his brother would go, lots of kids get us a baby's game. Because he had something else, he had a slightly different game that wasn't Caveman. I think secretly he was jealous. It's a baby's like game. Yeah, it's a baby's yeah. game. It's a baby's game. It's like, no way, man, it's Caveman. Anything with, with dinosaurs is, is obviously not for kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, dinosaurs are pretty scary. Exactly. Dinosaur can eat your face. Yeah. You know, what, what can Pac-Man do? Eat a small tablet and chase a ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, know, I know there's one there. I know there's one there. Classic. But that, that would be my number five. five? Yeah, yeah, number five. Um, this is, <laughs> that's a classic. You know, there's some timeless games here. Oh, my God. So many, so many great bloody games. It's amazing. It, because I've got a computer in front of me, mm. I've obviously called up a load of uh, images of, of games, and I'd forgotten how... Tomy also released a range of electronic handheld games that involve ball bearings as well. Right. And they were amazing. There was one just called Arg, like you're shouting. I've heard uh, of that. I've heard of that, actually. Really good. Little yeah. timer at the top, and you turn yeah. the timer on, and you have to get a ball across this little wind-up maze by the end of the game. It was fantastic. But not, not technically a computer game, you know. So. Arg. That's Arg. Tomy Arg, vintage electronic, but ye- yellow container. Little white, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I I love that. I actually love that. You you mentioned uh, nineteen eighty three quite a lot. I, I noticed you mentioned that a lot in your songs as well. So yeah. obviously an important uh, year for yourself. Classic year. Yeah. You would have had games like this. Uh, my mate's dad, he was into jazz, right? And he smoked a pipe, and I don't think he was just smoking tobacco in the pipe, but I've got no evidence. <laughs> uh, and their entire house was covered in photos from pictures of movies from the 50s, Humphrey Bogart and stuff like that. And he used to lock himself in his special... It was his man cave. You know, every man should have yeah. a man cave. Oh, yeah. You know? And he'd lock himself in his man cave and we wouldn't see him for days on end. He must have been high looking back on it, but I've got, like I said, I've got no evidence. Um, yeah. But he, he had, of all these things, so he loved the 50s, he loved smoking a pipe and he loved listening to jazz and Radio 2 and all that sort of stuff. But he had a Casio portable keyboard... And that was amazing, because what does he do with it? I don't know. He's in there now. And occasionally we get to have a go on that. Again, classic memories of 83. Yeah. Classic memories of 83. You know. 1983 is probably the year I started remembering all that things. Vaguely 82, like yeah. the Spanish World Cup. But 83, yeah. I remember so much music from 83, like uh, on top of the box and all that. You had yeah, yeah. Joe Boxer on the Boxer Beats and things like that. All the classics. Yeah. All the classics, you know. Computer game wise, yep. so I've done five. You're at six. I'm six. Yep. Six. Now, there's one that I can't put in 
and it was called Escape From... Now, I used to call it as a kid, Escape From Scunthorpe, right? It definitely wasn't called Escape From Scunthorpe, but I used to call it that. And basically, it was one of those games where it was like, do you go north, do you go left, do you go right, there is a sandwich on the table, do you eat the sandwich, you know? Um, and I never got past like the, the third screen. It was just one of those games. You know those certain games you couldn't play because they were just impossible to play? Yeah. Um, I think I might have ended up smashing the tape up in the end. It's just that pure frustration, but snap that's the way it goes. Snap it in half. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Uh, but it's all, I'll go for my number... F- six. Six. God, I'm great at keeping count of these things. Oh. My number six, Arkanoid. Do you remember Arkanoid? Arkanoid, yeah, I do. Yeah. Brilliant. Game. Wait, Brilliant. What, what system was that on again? But I was again, Spectrum 48K. Spectrum again, yeah. Um, I got a box set. I managed to get a box set. Uh, for a birthday or an Easter present or a Christmas present or something. And the box set, I think, was called The Magnificent Seven. And it was seven top-rated Spectrum computer games in one box set, which was a rare... It was like a real presenter's case thing. Yeah. And Arkanoid was in that. And Arkanoid was brilliant. Because really basic, just a little... Like the concept of Pong, you know. So a little kind of breakout game, wasn't it? Yeah, you had a little yeah. a little paddle floating across the bottom of the screen and a ball that would bounce up and down and knock bricks out of a wall. But, but the, the, where they took it to the next level was certain bricks would release power-ups. So sometimes you get a gun for your little thing across the bottom. Sometimes you release six balls at once. Sometimes you put it into slow motion. Sometimes you put it into super fast. Do you know what I mean? There were all these amazing things that kept happening. That was a, that was a great game. That was a really, really good game. I reckon that, that, that was pretty mind-blowing, actually. Arkanoid is, is up there with the classics. Without a doubt, I loved Arkanoid. Um, yeah. Often it's the simple games that are the best, I feel. Yeah. The really basic ones were, were awesome, you know. So Arkanoid was good. Um, again, lots of cup of soup consumed there uh, with a load of toasted white bread. At one point, my Spectrum 48K stopped working. Oh, no. And I took it down to Microcare Computing, which was our local computer shop, which still exists today. I actually mentioned it in a song we did on the last album, uh, we did a, tu- a tune called um, Bainswell Express, which the video, the video is freely available on uh, YouTube. It's about a local corner shop in an area called Bainswell. Uh, and Microcare Computing uh, has existed since about 1982. Uh, it's still there to this day. Is it still there, really? Wow. It's still there, which is pretty good, because it used to sell games. It used to sell, like, Spectrum games and stuff. Yeah. And they've kind of kept up with the times you know for an independent retailer that's really good for computers because everything's just Mac stores and PC world now you know yeah and they, they they do the more technical side of stuff servicing stuff and getting motherboards and things like that I don't I don't understand that type of stuff but they do that now you know but I went to my clear computing and basically the bloke said leave it with me come back in a week I'll fix it and I came back and there was a membrane underneath the keys that basically was the sensors every time you press the keys and I'd eaten so much uh, toast combined with cups <laughs> that the crumbs had smashed up the entire membrane, so he had to buy a new one for me. And uh, he put it in, fixed it, and it was fantastic. And it worked right up until... I don't know what happened to that computer in the end, but it is a great story. I told a kid in my school that the rubber keys on Spectrum 48Ks, when they went out of fashion, uh, they were all taken off. The keys were melted down to make condoms to give to poor people in third world countries because they couldn't afford to buy condoms and it helped with birth control. I told that to a kid in school and he believed me. Brilliant. <laughs> what an amazing life. <laughs> it could be true, you never know. It could be true, you yeah. see. Because in geography lessons, they would teach you about how in third world countries they would like 
to keep birth rates down. They would do things like give you a free radio if you got a vasectomy, you know, stuff like that. I remember them telling me about that. It's kind yeah. of weird now looking back on it. But I, I'd, get a, I'd get a vasectomy for a free radio if I lived in a, a developing country, you know. More likely to get a 42-inch plasma in this country. Uh, if someone did offer me a 42-inch plasma for a vasectomy, I'd, yeah, I'd do it. I'm not too sure. <laughs> always keep an open mind you never know you could always have it reversed afterwards you know? yeah you could do it what yeah. I'll do is one of my friends is uh, having one I will not name any names uh, so I'll ask him if it's sore or not and, yeah um, if it's not if he says it's not too sore then yeah I'll, I'll get my plasma and is he getting a free 42 inch plasma or is he uh, no just... no I don't I don't think so I don't, see, see that to be honest that, that would be a downgrade for him because he's He's probably got a 50-inch one already. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. He's one of these flash buggers, you know. He loves it, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if he wants to be... If he doesn't want to have a vasectomy, tell him he can just buy a second unspecked for 48k, melt the keys down, and create his own Connie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a great concept. Put him there. Uh, save him a bit of money, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Great times. Uh, what number game am I on now? I think, I think we're on seven. Seven. Uh, I've done Arkanoid. Um, yeah. Predator, the computer game. Predator, awesome. Uh, great film. I lent it the game off of a mate, my mate Christopher Griffin, who incidentally was really good at drawing. And he once came up to me in school and said, look at this. And he'd drawn an exact perfect replica of Garfield, but with a giant knob. Uh, and it was <laughs> with fantastic detail, veins and everything. Wonderful, wonderful artist. Um, but he lent me... Um, I think it was him that lent me the Predator computer game. And it was one of those slightly more advanced computer games where when you completed a level, yeah. you then had to load the next level on via the tape because yeah. in those days you had to load games on via cassette tape. So I tried playing the first level and although it was brilliant and there were scenes where like there were people who'd been skinned, hung up off, off of trees, which was really good for Spectrum Gap graphics. Mm -hmm. Um... I still haven't seen the film, so this was my fix. This was like my way of seeing the film. Oh. Um, I couldn't get past the first level. It was just too hard. So I was just like, what happens if I just try and load the next level? And I did. It opened up the next level. But because I hadn't finished the game, there were no other sprites on the screen. It was just me. So there was no predator. There were no baddies. There was nothing. Yeah. So I pretty much walked through the entire game, every level, with my finger on fire, just shooting at nothing. I reckon it was better than actually playing the game. It was amazing. If anyone out, out there has still got a Spectrum and the Predator game, try and do it, see what happens. And uh, I did something similar with the Blockbusters game as well. Uh, so that was a good way of cheating. Blockbusters as in Bob Holness? Bob Holness, there was a, there was a Blockbusters uh, Spectrum 48k game. Wow. And uh, I pr pretty much got sacked off with that. Um, so I just kept loading extra levels on and it did something where it couldn't understand that I'd loaded it and not one so it, it messed up how it asked questions and I think I just I just beat the system <laughs> looking back I think I actually remember actually physically punching the keyboard of my Spectrum 48k when I got angry as well because of the soft rubber keys just punching the crap out of it um, that's quite satisfying memory to have I'd like to do that again yeah I'd like to do that you know Essentially, the Spectrum 40K was just a very expensive doorstop. That's all it was, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was good, but looking back, I mean, it's, an iPhone's got more technology in it now. You know, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. But people also still love them for nostalgia. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
a few of my um, friends that do this kind of network with me as well. Look at it. It's not it's not a network. It's a community. We have uh, yeah. a few of the guys have got Spectrum and they talk about Spectrum games all the time. Right. So they're still still going strong. Still there. Uh, still there, man. Still enough. I always yeah. always wanted Sam Fox's strip poker. Did you ever see that? Yeah, we we actually played, we did um, this live stream on a Friday, um, just like myself and some of the other guys from the from the community. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys loaded up um, Sam Fox strip poker and we played it live on air. That's amazing. Yeah. So when you're playing it, right? Yeah. If you win a hand, a pixelated Sam Fox, am I right? Will take an item of clothing off. Uh, well, allegedly. Okay. But we and then if it, and if you lose, does the computer then say? Now it's your turn. Take your trousers off. <laughs> Did you do that kind of thing? I, I don't know if it quite works, like that, but that, that would be awesome. Because, I mean, technically, that's all I can imagine Sam Fox's strip poker could be. A pixelated pair of tits yeah. against your own phallus, which is kind of sick if you're playing it with more than just yourself. You know what I mean? Lee, Lee, it's your go. Oh, I've lost. Oh, I'll undo your belt for you then, Lee. Don't worry, Sam will get a pixelated tits out in a minute. It'll be well worth it. Okay, <laughs> Tony, but um, does your bell end after rest on my leg whilst you do this hand? You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of a bit twisted, but a lovely concept. And yeah. is a good question. Do you reckon anyone ever won the game, saw a full picture of Sam Fox naked, and then, you know, had an intimate time with it and touched themselves in ways they shouldn't when using a computer? I think that definitely happened. Yeah. That must I have mean, happened. That was the equivalent to internet porn in those yeah. days. Yeah, well, that, that's, that was the only internet porn you could get, really. That, that was it, and there wasn't even a bloody internet, you know what I mean? So, God, that's, that's a one. That's, that will not be my eighth game, though. That is just oh. something I've thrown in there. Yeah. Um, I think my eighth game, the biggest smash hit of the 80s for me, and a lot of people, without a doubt, uh, is probably Manic Miner. That was gigantic. Over 100 levels, or at least 100 levels, Great news, do 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 Kingdom of the Goblin King, whatever it's called, you know. Over a hundred levels. Eugene's Lair was one of my favourite levels. It involved a load of animated toilets, I think, chasing you, which was really good. Manic Mario himself was amazing. It was like Donkey Kong meets Mario, but like this British, and actually slightly better than a lot of those games at the time. Yeah, it was really good. I'm sure there's a documentary about the guy who wrote and programmed it, and I've got a feeling he didn't make a lot of money off of that game, which is quite sad because uh, yeah. all the effort he put into that and for it to be ingrained in in like a lot of people's consciousness after after playing computer games, it's just brilliant. You know, it was just a great game. I never got to finish it, never finished it, but but the joy was taking the challenge. And what was nice was, although it's pretty repetitive you did get a new screen every time you got to the end of the level, so something would change ever so slightly, you know. Mm-hmm. There were those little bits of track that would fall away under your feet, you know. Um, you had to get over them in certain times. You had to jump over certain things. Uh, you had to climb little ladders. Sometimes you got a hammer, a bit like Donkey Kong, to smash things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there were these, yeah. it was just loads of these funny little creatures in there, and it was, it was a great game. I mean, there are loads of other games you could talk about. There's like Chucky Egg. Yeah. Uh, Head Over Heels was a good one. Um, which was kind of more of a kind of. There was a game called Movie that was really good. That was Movie? kind of. Yeah, do you remember Movie at all? No, I don't know. Movie was fascinating. It was again one of those games I got without any of the instructions, and it was, 
you were like a private detective who walked around this kind of mocked up 1950s style environment and had to, again, I don't really know what you had to do because I got a version of it without any instructions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it was fascinating because you could just play it for hours and it would walk around and you'd investigate stuff. It wasn't like a big beat em up, smash em up game. It was more one of those investigate and discover things and, and maybe you have to find out what murder was. I'm sure if you go online you can find out about all these games. Definitely, yeah. More about them, you know, but Manic Miner would be my, my number one all-time all time, uh, hit vintage computer game yeah. without a doubt. You know, I, I would go into the realms of, of you know, or Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is a great game and if I was on a, a desert island it would be really good but I'm sticking strictly old school here Um and I think that that's that's where I draw the line for the ultimate game is, is uh, Manic Miner without a doubt. Yeah, that's, I mean that's brilliant. It's it's a retro games fan anyway. So I mean, could you could you class San Andreas as retro games now? You probably. I mean, this is. I mean, there's probably people a bit younger than us who do class San Andreas as a retro game. But for me, it's that 48k. You know, I mean, I, I go as far as Nintendo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I always wanted the uh, first uh, NES system. That came with Robbie the Robot. Do you remember the robot that it came with? Robbie the Robot. When Nintendo first came out, really expensive. You'd see it advertised on telly. Yeah. And it came with this gyroscope-based game that had a robot that came with it that plugged into the side of the computer. And according to the advert, the friggin' robot played the computer with you. And it looked like, Christ, there's a friggin' robot. Like, he'll probably talk to me, and it'll probably walk with me to school, and it'll probably, like, have lasers that come out of his eyes, and it'll probably have a spaceship, and it'll probably, like, get me out of scrapes with my mates, and we'll have high adventures during the summer holidays, riding our bikes, and it'll probably teach me how to fly. But in reality, I think what it did is you plugged it into the computer, there was a mini spinning top gyroscope thing that it seemed to spin and move from left to right, and it was involved in one game, yeah. and it was only one game that Nintendo had. It was, like, a very early version of what their Wii is now, you know? Yeah. They made no other games for it, so once you bought it, it just collected dust in the corner. And there was something fascinating about it. It had these two eyes with these massive lenses in them that must have been something to do with reacting to light on the screen that made it react somehow. I don't quite know. Yeah. A bit like the gun in Duck Hunt. You know, there was kind of like yeah. a lens in the bow. Mm -hmm. And it had this sort of haunting, hollow look like it was dead yet alive. And, it, and you would wish that it was, Hello, John. Welcome. Would you like to play with me, John? Maybe <laughs> we could go on our BMXs, John. Or maybe I could create a spaceship today, John. Where would you like to go today, John? Would you like a sandwich, John? Or crisps? Or maybe you would like a Twix, John. Do you like Twixies, John? Mmm, they're nice. I can't taste Twixies because I'm a robot, John. But I'd love to taste one, John. What do they taste like, John? You're not leaving the house, John. You can't leave the house, John. You're my friend now, John. Maybe it did something like that, but I don't, you know, Sammy, I don't think it did. Oh, skip for a minute there. Yeah, see, that, that, I imagine that as a child, just oh. looking at a picture of it in the back of the Argos catalogue, thinking, well, if it did that, I'd let it kill me, just because to get killed by a robot would be pretty cool. And there you go, my, my obsession with robots comes full circle there. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a reason behind all this robot obsession. Any other reason? <sighs> I just like a good robot, a good automaton, you know, something, something that is... Uh, Almost human, but not quite. Wonderful. I just, I just love it. I love it. I don't know what it is. I just really like robots. I can't explain it. Maybe it's Star Wars. Maybe it was Star Wars. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched. You ever seen the movie The Stepford Wives? Yes. The old seventies, the original movie. Watched that as a kid. Brilliant. Demon Seed. You seen that movie? Not seen that one. No. Or tonight, whatever you're doing, and this goes to all the listeners. 
stop what you're doing. I don't care if your wife's having a baby. I don't care if your house is on fire. I don't care if you, you haven't paid your mortgage and they're knocking down the door. Go and watch the movie Demon Sea. Terrifying. It's about a supercomputer that basically takes a woman hostage and tries to make a half-human, half-computer baby with her. And it's bonkers. And it's really well made as well. It's not tacky and shit. It's really, really well made. That sounds uh, awesome. It's a really good film. Um, uh, it'll blow your mind. Watch that tonight. If there's one thing you do before you die, watch Demon Seed. And it's got that amazing computer voice. Why can I not feel like you, Dean? Why do I not cry like you, Dean? I am like you, Dean. I have consciousness. You know, that kind of like yeah. dead robot voice, you know? It's a great film. I'll just try to see if I can get it on YouTube. Demon Seed, the trailer's awesome. Julie Christie gets impregnated by a computer in Demon Seed. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. And Julie Christie's quite fit as well. Have you seen Don't Look Now, the uh, the horror movie with Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie? I don't think I have. I'm, I'm terrible. People keep saying to me, have you seen this? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think I must have lived in a box and, and missed half of these things, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, my, I've got a big obsession with, 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 with movies, whether they're good or bad, just sort of horror and science fiction movies I love. Uh, oh. That's a big... I, I, I do, I quite happily do a top ten movies but uh, this is a computer game podcast yeah. <laughs> I, I love bad films I used to there used to be this horror channel on Sky yeah and it, there's this one on one it's like there's this guy kind of teacher science, science teacher who um, found a way to make, make himself invisible and he would go into the kind of girls um, shower room and start warming their breasts and things like that what that, imagine, imagine you go, say this, yeah I've got an idea for a film about an invisible man who plays with women in the shower yeah. <laughs> how do you get financing on that brilliant <laughs> he must have got financing because it was, it was on it was very low budget right enough that's what it's all about yeah. super cheap budgets man but uh, wonderful yeah. absolutely wonderful and then when I, so I've done my eight, eight, eight games you, get, you also get a book and a luxury item a book that's a good question do you, do you read much? Yeah, um, I like reading. I prefer factual books. There's a guy called Will Store, and he's kind of... Do you know uh, John Ronson? No. <laughs> John Ronson and Will Store, they're both kind of investigative journalists right. who, who go and look at crazy things, and the writings end up being in books. And John Ronson did a book called The Psychopath Test recently because he, he wanted to find out what makes a psychopath, why are people psychopathic, yeah. um, and... And who, who, who are psychopaths? You know, these people who are incredibly rich millionaires, owners of big businesses, do they have psychopathic tendencies? You know, so this book is fascinating. Really funny. It's not just solid facts. Uh, you know, it's really, really good. Um, the psychopath test really good. Um, you've got to read it. It's very, very funny. Will Storr explains the supernatural, or I think it's Will Storr explains the unexplained, or, or I think it is Will Storr explains the supernatural. Brilliant, brilliant book. This guy, again, is a journalist who wasn't quite... I think he, as a child, I think he, he might have seen a ghost or something happened to him. Yeah. He'd never really, he's just always been fascinated by it. He's not particularly a believer or not, but he wanted to find out why other people believe in ghosts and yeah. what the story is. And this book is brilliant because he goes out and meets some insane characters um, and comes out of it, a lot of it you're just laughing out loud at it, a lot of it you're like, what the hell was that? And, and he comes out of it at the end like, yeah, a lot of people are just idiots, but then there are some things he still cannot explain. What is the answer? Yeah. It might not necessarily be a ghost, but you can't explain what these things he's writing about are. And it's really good. It's really, really good. So that would be good. That, 
I'm actually fascinated by that sort of thing. So it's, I, I don't know why I've never came across this, but it's yeah, a, it's check, check it out. Yeah. It's really good. I follow I follow him on Twitter as well. But Will Store, I think it's W I W L S T O R R. Will Store versus the Unexplained. I think is the book. You pick it up in the library or in Smiths or your local bookshop, wherever you know. Um, probably get it on Kindle if you do all that download stuff. Too. Yeah, I, I've I've went kind of modern with my book reading. I've got it on my iPad. I I am iPad books and stuff. Yeah, you can like I read I read all my books electronically now. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's that there's a great book called Marching Powder that's about a guy uh he was a Liverpudian who used to smuggle cocaine from South America into Britain and he ended up in a prison in La Paz in Bolivia, which is the highest capital city in the world, in this corrupt prison. But a country's so poor, some people would rather live in the prison with their entire families than live outside of the prison. And he went there expecting to die and ended up running tourist trips into the prison and giving tourists cocaine. And it ended up being in the Lonely Planet Guide. And the book is fascinating because it's it's just mind-blowing how this guy, he'd sewn it all up with the authorities. They stitched him up because they needed a scapegoat. He went to prison. He lay down on the floor waiting to die. Fortunately, he lived, he learned to speak Spanish, and he he became quite well known in this prison, and uh, and ended up living there with, with some of the most insane, some of the people were really great, some of them were insane, and it just had its own ecosystem going on, and it was just, it's just a great read, you know, I, I prefer books about real stuff, rather than uh, made up stuff, you know, those sort of books women read by the side of a swimming pool. About oh yeah, Jackie Collins and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some woman who's just got divorced, but then she goes and has sex in Spain and comes back a new woman and gets a good job. What's that all about? No thanks. But, um, you know, so out of those books, they're three, but I can only take one. There's loads of, oh my God, Arthur C. Clarke's World of Mysterious Powers. That book's a great book. I love all that sort of stuff. Um, I'd probably take, oh God, I don't know. I'd take uh, The Filth, the book by Motley Crue. Have you read that? I was going to say, I thought you were going to see the Irvin Welsh book there for a minute. No, is it called The Filthy, the uh, Motley Crue book? It's the book about the Motley Crue. Uh, I've got, do you know something? I've got that book in the house and I've not read it. It's, it's, uh, I'm not a big fan yeah. of hair metal, but I do find hair metal really funny. And I, also, yeah. I've never really bought into it, but I do like looking at the videos and stuff. That's, it's, that's a great book. Um, apparently they're trying to make a film of it. And that's just crazy. That's awesome. Total debauchery. They're all bastards. Um, yeah. The only one I really liked a little bit was Nicky Six, but I still think he's a bit of a bell end. I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but what they did was pretty scummy, you know. So yeah, I follow Nicky Six on Facebook. Is he quite good fun? He's yeah, he gets involved, you know, with the community. He kind of people post on his Facebook. He'll talk to them, you know. I think he's yeah. yeah, I think he's 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 past his his years of being a totally debauched bell end. I think he's he's. I imagine he would be quite decent now, but that book, when they're mashed on drugs, it's unbelievable, you know, so. Yeah. I must ask, before we get to your watch the item, I'm, I'm curious, what is this jingling noise I keep hearing in the background? What sort of jingling noise can you hear? I, I can hear, like, a, can I, it's as if you're wearing bangles or something. I don't, I don't know, there's nothing in the room jingling. Oh. Uh, so. When can you, can you, if I'm moving now, can you hear the jingling now? No. Any jingling there? I don't know. There's nothing in this room. This is a ghost. It's a ghost. I hear it now. Uh, and I, yeah, and there's nothing jingling. Yeah. My, it's, there's nothing. Oh, your desert's haunted. 
There you go. I've got a ghost. I've got yeah. a jingly ghost. Has it been a lot during the recording? Um, I only noticed it in the last five minutes. Okay. It's not is it? not a big deal. I just I was, I was curious. I thought it was. I thought you'd maybe maybe you're someone's getting a fashion trend. You get some bangles on your arms. No, or no, 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 no. That's a ghost. It's a frigging ghost, guys. Oh. Frigging ghost. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so I've got a luxury item. I can yes. take. Uh, I'd probably have to take. Now, this is a tricky one. Some sort of music playing device with a load of music on it, mm-hmm. but I'd need a speaker as well. So am I allowed to have, like, a speaker system too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can all be part of the, the package. That's cool. I'd like, I'd like to take a guitar as well. So many things I want to take. I'll just take music. I'll, just, I'll, try, and, I'll try and fashion an instrument out of uh, coconuts and, and cat jizz or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, an iPod with a load of music and a speaker on it. I'll have to take that. Right. All of my, every, every bit of music I own digitised. Uh, and that way I've got, at least I've got music. That would be good. Yeah. A very popular choice is the iPod. Yeah. A few of my guests have picked that as well. Probably a standard one, isn't it? Either that, if, if not that, then um, probably um, some sort of unbreakable machine gun with unlimited... Um, uh, ammunition. Yeah. Because then if I got bored, I could just fire it into the sea for a couple of hours. That'd be pretty cool. cool. That'd be cool. Oh. Sh- shooting stuff in the sea, pretty good. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and if I needed to clear a jungle area to make a camp, yeah. shoot all the bloody trees down. Easy. Yeah, you get like a little, you know, scope on it, so you can use it as, use it as a sniper rifle. Then yeah. You can shoot, shoot a shark or something. I could blow a shark away. Yeah. See what I mean? So maybe I'll go for a, an unbreakable machine gun with unlimited ammunition. <laughs> Pretty cool. You want to take everything, don't you? <laughs> I want to take it all. Yeah. I want to take it all. I want to take it all. But yeah. uh, those will be my choices. Still not 100% what short book I'll go for, but um, uh, one of the ones I mentioned, whichever one is closest to me at the time of me leaving. To go. When I get on this desert island, am I yeah. shipwrecked there after a terrible accident and everyone dies, or do I get flown out there like a holiday? Yeah, it's like a plane, a plane crash, and you're on the uh, only survivor. So and everyone else dies, and yeah. I eat, it, eat their flesh. And the reason, yeah, and the reason you've got all these items is, c- is because they're in the cargo hold of the plane. Yeah, that's so cool. That's how the items happen to be there. And like for the first week or so, I just have to eat people's arms and legs and stuff until I open the cargo hold and get the machine gun out. Yeah. Or I could just get the machine gun and just eat their flesh anyway, just because you know who's going to stop me on a desert island. But who's going to know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Classic. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you've been a fantastic guest, and again, I can't thank you enough for coming on. That's all right. I'm sorry I didn't know some of your kind of games and things like that. And books, well, I think it's, it's a bit of fun if you um, it gives you something to look at on uh, on uh, the internet whilst you're listening to the podcast. If you're a listener. Yeah. Scope up and have a look at some of these. They're all available on the on, on the internet somewhere. You'll find write-ups about them somewhere. But uh, that's the thing, an obscure knowledge of bizarre stuff. That's my speciality. So uh, I'm glad I could uh, entertain. <laughs> Again, thanks, and uh, I'll let you go now. No worries, man. Thanks for uh, asking me to get involved. And um, uh, have a good evening. Enjoy the next guest. And uh, I look forward to hearing it, man. I will do. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll... Uh, I have a, I've got a little. Have you seen uh, uh, Ghost Monsters and Legends? The uh, the new thing I just shot. Uh, but yes, that 
uh, with your moustache and all that. Yes, yeah. yes. Did you enjoy yeah. it? Yes, I like that sort of thing. Good. Yep, that's good. entertainment. Brilliant. I get, good, all, good. I get all the humour, the GLC, that's why I like it as much. I like that kind of humour, so yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. cool. Yeah. All right, cool, man. I will see you um, very soon on the uh, internet. Enjoy the next couple of uh, interviews you do, and I look forward to hearing it, man. Yeah, brilliant. Again, thanks. Cheers, dude. Nice one. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.